Hello, hello. This is a re-record of the podcast that I posted yesterday because I learned that I had no audio. I'm checking my microphone. I'm checking my Zoom settings. Let's make sure I have everything turned on. Yes. Okay. Yesterday, I did a podcast. Yesterday, I did a podcast about nutrition label reading. And what I talked about and what I'm going to re-talk about today, goodness gracious, let's start this over again. Hello, hello. Welcome back to episode number four of the Coffee and Keto podcast. I am so glad that you're here. Uh, yesterday, I actually recorded this podcast and I uploaded the video on YouTube only to learn after the fact that the audio did not actually download. And so I'm having to re-record this podcast today. So here we go. What I want to talk to you about this week is in ingredient label reading. So most of the time when we look at a, a sidebar on a package of food, something that's pre-packaged that has to have that nutrition label on it. Most people look at the, the macros portion of that label, which is the part that tells you how many calories it has, how much fat, how much total carbohydrates, and how much protein is in it, and along with some vitamins and nutrients. That part is really good to know, especially if you're counting uh, calories or tracking your macros. But what's more important for you to pay attention to is what's actually in the food. If you look at the ingredients labels on a lot of the foods, especially the more, um, uh, I guess, for lack of better term, economical foods, um, what you're going to find is that there are a ton of synthetic and chemical ingredients in that food. Um, and here's what we need to talk about. So. If those ingredients are in your food and they're chemicals and they're synthetically manufactured in a lab somewhere, what's it doing to your body? And I want to I want to pick on one particular ingredient that I actually learned about while I was doing my research for this week's information. All of my content this week or most of my content this week is actually about ingredient reading um, or ingredient label reading and understanding. But the, the one that really just took me by surprise and that I was really saddened by was one that was in a very popular sausage product. And if you're curious about what that sausage product is, I'm going to put a link in the bottom in the show notes of this podcast that will give you access to an informational video that I did that's not public um, and will help you figure out if you're reading your labels properly, it's got a lot more information than what I'm going to give you on this podcast, because I can't go into that much detail and give you a good podcast. Otherwise, it's going to be really lengthy and sciencey, and that's not what I'm here for. Um, so one of the things that really blew my mind was a, a product, and I, and I hope I'm pronouncing it right, called propylgallate. And what this product does is actually stops meat from becoming rancid. It, it stops the deterioration of meat. Now, I want to, I just want you to think about that for just a second. Meat is a product from an animal. It is intended to go bad. Once it, once that animal is killed and that meat is put into, you know, the process of being cut into whatever, you know, 
product that they're supposed to cut it into, once that's done, you know, that meat's been exposed to air now. That meat is going to start to go bad. You need to eat it within a set amount of time. Now we find out that they've created some chemical, some synthetic product called propyl gallate. And this product stops that deterioration from happening to the meat. Okay, well, if meat is supposed to go bad and we're eating meats that have this chemical in it and we're putting that chemical into our bodies, what can that be doing to our, to our bodies? You know, I mean, so when I did the research, I learned that, you know, they, they do, they do their studies on rats and what they've learned is that there was a very rare tumor that showed up on two of the female rats. And then there were other regular tumors that showed up on the male rats. Um, and that's usually what happens with a lot of these chemical products, but Human tests happen because the FDA allows us to put these chemicals in our food. And the, the studies that were done were actually done by European countries that won't allow these products in their food just, became, just based on the general knowledge that they find out from testing them on rats. But why is it allowed in our food? And that's one of, you know, if you're familiar with the food babe, she has incredible information about her lobbying against these big food companies, because it's just sickening to know that they're allowing these foods to go into our bodies or these chemicals to go into our bodies. So in this video that I did, I have a, um, I have a, a comparison of you know, what we see in mainstream grocery shopping and what is, what would be considered healthier. And it's just astonishing to me, the ingredients that are in these less than healthy products. Um, so I encourage you to go check that out. I, but what I really encourage you to do as you're listening to this podcast, and if you can't tell how my voice is inflecting higher and higher, um, this is a big deal to me because a lot of these things are big components for what creates you know, the plaque on our brains and Alzheimer's and definitely pushes diabetes into the mix. Um, then you have, you know, the food coloring. One of the items that I posted in, in the video that I did was a cereal product that has four different food colorings in it. And those, you know, red in particular has been known to cause Alzheimer's and ADHD, especially in children, the ADHD, of course, and red food coloring is in everything on the shelf for kids. It's just, it's just baffling to me. And I know that not everybody has time or wants to take time to cook a meal at home every single day. That's hundred percent whole foods. And in the world that we live in today, where everybody is super fast paced, that's understandable. Um, but I still encourage you to at least, at least take time to understand the ingredients that you're looking at on a label and, and a school, a, a rule of thumb, if you can't pronounce it, don't eat it. And that's the problem with a lot of these foods is you can't pronounce the ingredients in them because they're chemical based. They are some, you know, product that's been invented in a lab to help preserve these, these foods and give them these un naturally long shelf lives. Think about the Twinkie. The Twinkie never, ever, ever molds. How is that possible? It's chemical based. So if we're putting chemicals in our bodies that can't, can't break down food, that keep food from breaking down, what in the world is it doing to the cellular structure in our body, the integrity of our bodies? Uh, and, and, you know, realistically speaking, and I've, I've spoken about this before, 
fast food came out and all these pre-packaged foods came out post-World War II. Prior to that, yes, people died younger. I get it. Medicine has evolved and developed. You don't need to write me and tell me that we have a longer life expectancy. I know we do. But there are more and more people being diagnosed with more and more diseases. Diabetes is rampant worldwide, really, but let's just talk about the U.S. right now. Diabetes is off the charts, like 60% off the charts. If you're not diabetic, you're pre-diabetic. That is a huge number, at least 60%. It actually, I think it's, I think it's 80% now, but then you have the people with Alzheimer's. We are currently looking at the Alzheimer's number more than doubling by 2050. That's, tens of millions of people with Alzheimer's just in this country alone. So food is where it starts. If you're not paying attention to what you're putting in your body, then you can't really take care of your body the way it should be taken care of. And it's so sad to me that these products are put on the shelves and allowed to be sold in our countries. And what really ticks me off, this is one of the biggest fights, not fights, but like arguments that my husband and I have gotten into in our, our seven years together. What really ticks me off is that our government allows these foods, these chemicals to go into the foods that we eat here, but these companies make the food for the other countries without those chemicals in them because the, those other countries won't allow them. Why? Think about that for a second. Why? Why are we given the crap that is destroying our bodies and brains and the other countries say, nope, you can't put this in, in our foods and they will make it separately for them that does not have that product in their food. I want you to get angry about it because I want you to take care of your body. I want you to pay attention to what you put in your mouth. And if you have any questions, you are welcome to reach out to me. Again, I'm going to put a link into the um the show notes that will get you access to that video. So reach out. I am here for you. And I hope you have a wonderful day.